solid. Come forth the spirit of the teacher, spirit of the pastor, spirit of the evangelist. Come forth. And God, I thank you for the fivefold hand of God, the fist of God that's coming down on the land. For the earthquake of God, there's a quaking in the spirit that's shaking some stuff away. And God, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And even as it has been declared that the gates will be stormed. I speak it into existence that they already have been stormed. And God, I thank you for the rattling of the raggedy gates, the raggedy gates, the raggedy gates of the gates of hell. And God, I thank you for the, for the bombardments of the Lord. I thank you for the battering ram of the Lord. God, I thank you that, we're, that doors that won't open, we're kicking them in. We're going in to possess the land of darkness. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Now I want you to clap your hands and thank God for what you have heard tonight. You couldn't have heard a better message of what God is doing today, right now. Let's give a shout up into heaven. Tim, it's almost like with you speaking, we can just breathe a sigh of relief. It's something about it. The, what God has done, what he is doing, and the strength you bring to press on in to the place that God has for us. I want us to shout one more time. You have heard the testimony of the Lord for breakthrough. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, Kim's going to go back. Brian, they'll escort Kim back to the arbor to sign books. Don't miss going back by there, getting what you need. Anything you don't get, we'll put it on the website for you so you can get it here. We've always carried uh, Kim's books here. So just be sure to do that. Look at two or three people around you and tell them you are more significant than you know. With oldies and goodies. And Chuck, I just want to make sure. and gentlemen, the gospel is on your radio. This is K-A-Y-T, Gina Alexandria, 88.1, K-255-B-T, Monroe, West Monroe, 98.9, K-223-B-I, Greenwood, Shreveport, 92.5. KQJO, St. Joseph, Natchez, 99.3. He's a wonder. And the gospel continues to grow. Praising the Lord in Senla and in Miss Lou.
KYT listeners, help us welcome 100.1 FM in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Come on, church. Make some noise in this place. Greetings. This is Reverend Lionel Smith, pastor of New Scholar Baptist Church. We are a church that is working towards acquiring the mind of Christ. Sit back and listen to the message already in progress. You're blessing me.
everybody feeling out there? I say, how everybody feeling out there? I've been searching for a long time. Do this something, something I had to find. I've been searching. Y'all should have seen me wring it in my hand and cried. All because I couldn't find peace of mind. It was then. Oh, I kneeled down and prayed. I told him, come on, dear, show me. Something I had to find. I mean, oh, you should have seen ringing my hands and crying. All because I couldn't find peace of mind, but it was dead. Oh, I kneeled down and prayed. I told him, Come on, Jesus, show me the way. Yeah. I just couldn't find my way no. That day, yeah, my life, oh yes, sir Seemed like I came to a dead end road But it was dead Oh, I kneeled down and prayed I had to tell him, come on, Jesus Show me the way Let's go, way, one, boy Midnight hour, you're 
and praises go up. Blessings come down, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I just want to praise him. When praises go up, blessings come down, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I just want to praise him. To praise him and give him glory, give him glory, glory, Say hallelujah, glory, glory, hallelujah. Now look here, he's already blessed me more than once or twice. As a matter of fact, he's been blessing me all my life. Hey, thank hey. you, I tell him, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. He's been good. He's been good. He's been 
For those of you this morning that came in this place and you are heavy laden, I want to let you know that the Lord says my topic today is my yoke is easy. Yes. My yoke is easy for you. Amen. So God is saying, come to me, all of you who are tired and who have heavy loads, and I will give you rest. He said, accept my teaching and learn from me because I am gentle, I'm humble in spirit. He said, if you take my teaching, which is the word of God that you hold within your hand, he said, my teaching is all that you need so that it will release you from the heavy burdens that you're carrying. Amen? Just study him. He said, learn of me. He said, I'm meek, I'm gentle. So in order to please the Lord, you got to first know who you're dealing with. Amen. What you dealing with? It's like a friend. If you don't know what your friend, what your friend is like, then you can't really please them. You can't really deal with them. You don't know when they need comfort. You don't know when they need strength. You don't know when they need an encouraging word. Amen. A lot of y'all study your friends before you will the Lord. Amen. I, just think about it. There are people, I went to a, a, a conference once and it was a husband and wife, like a, a valentine. And they was asking the husband certain questions, asking the wife certain questions. So when they asked questions about the husband, I had to fill it out. The wife, he had to fill it out. This was many years ago. And I was sitting there pondering. And when they read his version of me, he, it said, what would she like to do in her job if she wasn't doing what she was doing? And when they asked the question, I thought, what would I do? And his answer was, she will be doing exactly what she's doing because she loves her job. And I had to search myself and say, that's the truth. <laughs> I love accounting. I love paperwork. I love solving problems. But you see what I'm saying? When you know a person, you know a person. So that's what the Lord is saying. He said, get to know me. And understand, if you know me, if you know your friend, you know they don't mean you any harm. If you know the Lord, you know he loves you. He cares for you. He got your back. You don't have to worry about it. You can be at peace with the Lord. Amen. How many times have y'all uh, met up with a person and just out and out said, hey, how you doing? What's going on? And they say life. Had somebody say to me life once. I didn't know what that meant, but after I thought about it, they said life? Hallelujah. What, what, what does that mean? That, what does that mean? When they say life, they're saying that there's a lot going on. Because why? There's a lot that goes on in life. There's a lot that goes on with you. There's a lot that goes on with your friends. There's a lot that goes on with your co-workers. There's a lot that goes on with your children. So that's life. 
There's a lot that's going on. And if you're not very, very careful, guess what? You'll take on all those different yokes of your life, of your friend's life, of your co-worker's life, and you'll be walking around with a heavy burden. And it's not even your burden to carry. But that's life. Hallelujah. And after you walk around with a heavy burden for so long, what happened? It's a weight to you. And everybody knows that a weight is something heavy. Amen. And anybody that's wanting to build strength, they lift weights. But sometimes when you're carrying a weight, too much weight, it will tear you down. It will break you down. It will cause you to hurt yourself. Amen. So you can't carry all that weight. The Lord said, come to me and I will give you rest. Amen. Sometimes you just got to know how to turn the phone off, lay in your room, sit at the table in your living room and spend some time with the Lord so that he can give you that rest that your body needs, that your mind needs, that you need physically, mentally. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, if you take my teaching, which is what you need to read and learn of him, the things that you need from Sunday morning. Are y'all in church on Sunday mornings? Are those that are here on Sunday mornings, are you in Bible study on, on Wednesday night? Those are the things that you need that will carry you so that your weight will, be, will not be heavy. You will learn of him through his teaching, through the word of God. This is a Bible-based church, right? Amen. So you learn of God. And so when you hear those things, you put them in your spirit and you hold them there so that when you're going through, you automatically, those things will bubble up in your spirit and come out and you know how to use them, when to use them, and where to use them. Amen. They're there for the keeping. You can't let anybody make you so mad that when God allowed that word to come up in you, you bypass it and say, well, I'm just going through a lot, so I'm just going to say what I'm going to say. That's not what it's for. It's coming up out of you so that it can control you. Hallelujah. So it can teach you how to live in this world of life. Praise the Lord. So when you allow the burdens of this world to be a part of your life, you become yoked up with sin. And you pull against what God says to do. Over and over again, you become exhausted, you become drained, hallelujah, both mentally, physically, and spiritually. You don't have the strength or the energy. You're just worn out. you burdened down. God said, not so. It doesn't have to be that way. Come, come to me. Why are you going to your friend? You know, there are times when I've caught myself, when my friend will come to me and say something, automatically will jump on their side. You can't do that. You got to use the word of God to encourage these people, to help them to deal with what they're going with. I was in a store once, and, and, and I practice patience all the time, y'all. I, I really do. And this lady bumped me a couple of times in the store. I'm saved. She bumped me a couple of times in the store, and I was with a friend, and she was over to the side reading a book, and she bumped me again, never said excuse me. So I looked at my friend, and I said, can you fight? <laughs> She was reading a book. She said, yes, I can, and I will. She should have said, you know what, the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Not only can I fight, but I will, she said. So you know how we get with our friends sometimes. You messing with my friend, you messing with me. But that's why the word is down in us, so that we'll know when the friend is going through, we ought to know what it takes to pull them out. Amen. You ought to be able to say, girl, you know the Lord love you. Man of God, you know the Lord loves you. God's going to do that for you. That's right. Amen. How many times have God 
taking care of you, you know God loves you. You ain't even got to worry about that. So when it becomes difficult for us to bear, those of you that are exhausted and worried and burdened or drained, carry, you know, carrying the word, I mean, carrying uh, burdens that are not of your own, that you know that God can help you deal with, go to your scripture. And because this scripture is letting you know that you should give, that it will give you peace, it will give you comfort, it will give you rest. Knowing that the teachings of Jesus will strengthen you, it will guide you, and it will lift that heavy burden. Yeah, yeah. That is what the scriptures are for. Amen. So when you're going through, if you get up in the morning, and you find you one scripture, just one, just one. All you need is one. And that one scripture will carry you all day long. I promise you, when you're going through for every situation that you have to deal with that day, you don't have to run back to the word and find another scripture. It will carry you all day long. And not only will it carry you, but for every person that you meet, you can speak that, that scripture to them, and it will also carry them. It's there. You don't, you don't have to. Once you quote that scripture, everything else that goes with whatever they got going on, it's going to fall in place. It's going to fall in place. It's going to fall in All you need is just one scripture that will bless you. Because if it'll bless you, you can take it with you all day long. Trust me, it's going to bless the multitude. Hallelujah. If you're under the yoke of sin, oppression, guilt, failure, or worry, all we have to do is come to him and cast our cares upon him, our heavy burdens upon him. Anything that hinders you from serving the Lord, anything that hinders you from serving the Lord, anything that causes you not to be able to get up on Sunday morning and clap your hand and praise God and give him the glory and get into the service, anything that's hindering you is a burden. Amen. So if you're in the house of the Lord and you're burdened down, then you should be the first one to get up and start praising. He said, I give a sacrifice of praise. What is a sacrifice of praise? When I don't feel like it, I'm going to do it anyway. So when you don't feel like it, that's the time that you get up and you sacrifice a praise unto the Lord so that he can work it out for you. I don't feel like clapping my hands. I don't feel like saying glory be unto God. I don't feel like saying God, you're awesome. But I'm sacrificing through my hurt and my pain. And then the burdens are able to fall off of us. Hallelujah. He said, if you hold my teachings, you are truly my disciples in John 8 and 31. If you are yoked up with Christ, and you walk in the Spirit, what do you mean, preacher, when you say walk in the Spirit? Walk in the Spirit. If you mind the things of Christ and not the things of this world, if you mind the things of Christ, reading your word and you mind the things of Christ and not the things of the world, you are able to walk in the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Have any of you ever had the Lord just speak to you in your busyness and your nosiness and he say, mind your business? <laughs> Hallelujah. He wasn't just saying, leave somebody else's alone, but he said, mind your business. So when you mind your business, you don't have time to worry about somebody else's. 
He wasn't trying to be funny, mind your business, and leave her alone. He didn't even say that part. He said, mind your business. Take care of what concerns you. And you won't have time to worry about what concerns somebody else. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Huh. Ah, thank you, Lord. Our Galatians 5, um, verses 22 and 23 says, But the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Mind your business and not the things of the world. How many of y'all, let me see the hands of y'all that know the world is not your friend. <laughs> because you are into the body of Christ now. The, word, the Bible says the world loves its own. So if you are a part of the kingdom of God, you are not a part of the world. The Lord don't love you. The world is not your friend. It, against such thing there is no law. You can only walk in these things, the fruit, when you are yoked up with God because his yoke is light. His, his, his yoke is light. And when you're in light and you're not burdened down, you're happier, right? You, you're much happier. But when you're yoked, you're sad, you're depressed, you're angry. When you are yoked up in sin, you are heavy laden. You are robbed of your peace. You're robbed of your joy. You're robbed of the love, the patience. You're not kind to nobody. And you're not kind. You're not gentle. Nothing's good. Uh, nothing seems good to you. And most of the time, you are totally out of control. <laughs> ah, thank you, Jesus. I'm helping me, y'all. First Peter 5 and 7 says, Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Come on, if you're heavy laden, you're burdened down, give it to Jesus. He cares about everything that concerns you. If you give it to him, he will take care of you. Romans 20, I mean, Romans 6 and 20. 23 says, for the wages, don't, 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 be, don't be yoked up with sin, y'all. Because Roman tells us, for the wages of sin, you mean you get paid to sin? You get paid for sin? It, it, it says the wages of sin is death. And then, yeah, 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 you get paid. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Y'all remember David in um, 2 Samuel chapter, 3, chapter 12? David had gone through some things in his life. Got himself yoked up in sin, you know, doing some. This, this, we're talking about a man of God. We're talking about a man after God's own heart. Yeah. Amen. You got to learn of him. Stay focused. Continue to feed your spirit. Continue to war against the things that don't please God. You have the power and the strength to say no to any and everything that is not of God. You have that strength that lies within you. You pass over it, that's you, but you do have the strength to walk in him. 
and to be whole and full of joy. So David found himself going through some things and God sent the prophet uh, Nathan to David. Who have God sent to you lately to tell you who you are and what you're doing and what you should be doing? Have God sent you anybody that said you know you shouldn't be doing that? Or have God sent you to anybody to tell them, did you go and when you went, did you tell them what God said? Or did you add all that little stuff in there that you've always wanted to tell them? Amen. See, it's one thing to prophesy to somebody, but for you to open up and let yourself just ride on in there and say, okay, this is, the Lord told me to tell you this, but in the back of your mind you're saying, but I've always wanted to tell you this. See, this, 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 this. No, no, no. You got to do it the way God said do it. You got to tell them exactly what God says. Amen. Because anybody that loves the Lord already know. If, you, if, if I know the scriptures, I know when God comes to me, he coming to me scripture. Amen. Through with the word of God. And when he speak his word, I'm going to know, yes, Lord. Because why? Everything that you tell me, I have already heard from the Lord. It is confirmation from you. So anything else that you tell me that's outside of the Lord, uh, my spirit man is going to rise up and say, not so. Okay, you can stop prophesying to me just, just right then. Amen. But I'll obey the part that, that I know that the Lord said. And the rest that you say, I'll go to the Lord and say, Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> help me. Did I misunderstand? Was all of that you? Why? Because I love him. And I mean to do well with God. But he sent the prophet Nathan to, to David, and he gave David a little... Um, he gave him a word, okay? He gave, he gave David the word that there were two men. He said, well, there was a rich man and a poor man. And the rich man had everything. He had flock, he had uh, herbs. And the poor man, he had one little sheep. He said, and <laughs> praise the Lord. And so he told David, he said, and the rich man had a visitor that came by and he wanted to feed him. But instead of uh, going and getting one of his sheep or one of his cattle, he decided that he would take the rich man's lamb. And the Bible said that this rich man went out, he purchased the lamb, he raised it up, he fed it, the lamb ate his own food, he had his own cup to drink out of, so he became pretty much family. He loved the lamb, he's raising him with his kids. And the rich man goes over and he takes the lamb, he kills it, and he feels it to the traveler, his friend. Amen. Now, y'all know if he raised the lamb up, the lamb was part of family, y'all know he wasn't going to kill him and eat him. Amen. He was not planning to kill this lamb. But he fed, the rich man feeds it to his friend. So when Nathan was telling David that, David said, this man should be killed. That's just, that's unheard of. Who would do a thing like that? So Nathan tells him, he said, this, that man is you. That man is you, David. This is what you're doing. And you're yoked up in sin. This is exactly what you're doing. I was, I'm, I'm coming from 2 Samuel chapter 12. So do y'all want to go home and read the whole story? He said, this man is you. So knowing, David knowing the Lord, he repented. Now in David's process of going through his sin, he 
hooked up with Bathsheba, and she became pregnant. We're talking about another's man, another man's wife. David had the man killed to cover his sin. Amen. He had him killed to cover his sin. So that's, you see how David like the rich man? So in the process of all that, when Nathan began to tell him about himself and he repent, David's son began to get very sick. So after David's son began to get very, very sick, David goes in and he began to pray unto the Lord. And, oh God. They say the servant went in, David was on the floor, sick, burdened, worried, heavy laden, y'all. He didn't have no peace, he didn't have no rest. He's worried about the things that he allowed himself to get yoked up with and worried about this poor little child that was sick unto death. They say he, he, his servants tried to pull him up off the floor and they couldn't do it. For seven days, David, David was on the floor praying unto the Lord. Seven long days. He wouldn't talk to anybody. He wouldn't eat. He wouldn't take a bath. He just, oh my God. He just spent time with the Lord worshiping, I'm sure repenting, and thinking about the things that he had allowed himself to get yoked up with. Yes, so after seven days, the child dies. David didn't know because they was afraid to tell him, but he seen him whispering. So when he seen him whispering, he knew something had happened. So they went in, they told him that the child was dead. So David, and then he picks himself up off the floor. He washes his face. Because he knew what? God had answered. God had lifted that burden off of him through his prayers, through his worship. He was burdened because of the child being sick. You know, he didn't know what was going to happen. But he pleaded to the Lord. But God makes his decisions. It's not ours to make. God makes his decisions. Sometimes God does things because at the place that you're going, sometimes you don't need somebody to walk up to you and say, hey, is that your son? by Uriah's wife. You know the man you killed? You, you understand what I'm saying? Some of that stuff gotta be, it's gotta be out of the way. So he picks himself up and David moves on, worshiping the Lord. God knew that David couldn't be under a heavy burden. Why? Because David's a man of war. How many of y'all know a man of war cannot go to war depressed, burdened down, worried? He's a fighter. He's a man of war. He has to be at peace. He has to strategize. He has to know what's going on. He has to know who's to send where and who's to put where. He's got to remember who's his most powerful people. And when he's burdened down, heavy laden, he don't make good sense. So that's you. When you work, when you worried, when you burden, you don't make good sense. You don't make good judgments. You don't make good decisions. God does not want that for your life. Amen. So whatever it is that you got going on in your life, it's never too hard for God. It's never too hard for God. Maybe you need to get on your knees for seven days when you come home in the evening. And maybe you need to lay it before the Lord. Maybe you need to worship. Maybe you need to praise. Maybe you need to just trust God in the situation. Because I'm sure when David was on his knees, a lot of things that he used to do, huh, thank you, Jesus, began to fall off of his life. Yeah. Oh, God, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. Some of the things that he couldn't stop doing, down on his knees in prayer, I'm sure God cut him off. 
Amen. I'm sure he rose up a different person. Hallelujah. And that's what God wants for us. He wants us to go down on our knees when it's hard. He wants us to pray. He wants us to worship. If you are a worshiper, I sat here on my seat and I said, these young men on this morning, they know I'm a worshiper. They know I'm a praiser. <laughs> they wanted me to get up and cut a couple of steps, y'all, really because I love the Lord. And God has done so many things from, for us. When you look at us, we don't look like what we've been through. We don't look like what we've been through. God loves us so much. So it's okay to have on a $3 million bracelet and Woo, and praise the Lord. Hallelujah, because when they look at you and say, if she can praise God, then I can. And it's okay if you're broken down. Amen, you wore the same dress for the last three Sundays. If you can get up and praise the Lord, how come I can't? If I'm put together real well and you don't mind getting up and praising the Lord, why can't I? I remember being in a lot of pain. My back was hurting me so bad constantly. I was getting shot after shot after shot. And I heard about a revival at the church and I had to be there. Yeah, I was feeling so horrible, I couldn't even do my hair. So I pinned it back on my head. I looked a mess, but I was going anyway because I needed something from the Lord. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna sit in the back of the church, way in the back. Nobody noticed me. And when the church service is over, I'm gonna leave. And I had been, you know, spending time with the Lord I'm a worshiper, y'all, but sometimes you know that you don't have to hear music. And the man of God said, weeping may endure for a night. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And before I knew it, I was up on my feet, praising the Lord. I was praising the Lord so heavy. All of this was hurting. <laughs> and I was telling God, I, I was thinking to myself, if one person would just get up and help me praise him, the Holy Spirit would get off of me. I had to do it all by myself. When I left that, my back hurt so bad. But I tell y'all what, that was the last episode. I had back spurs, but the Lord healed me in my praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. He healed me during my praise. So when you're under the anointing, you just got to step in. Whatever it is you need, you can't worry. You just, oh, God. You got to learn how to shut out everybody and everything around you and act like you're in your living room all by yourself and give it your all. And I believe that so that God can do whatever it is that you need done in your life. It's about him, y'all. And it's about what he means to you. To God be the glory. Amen. And I will praise him whenever and wherever. And when people say up, stand up and say, it don't take all that, then God put more, put it on me even the more. I can't stop it. Because he deserves our worship. And he deserves our praise. And for the life that he's given us, for our life, our health, and our strength to be able to walk, think with our right mind, you think he don't deserve our praise and our worship? Oh, yeah, he deserved mine. Thank you, Jesus. He, he deserved mine. Hallelujah. I want y'all to know this. 
You might, there are times in your life that sometimes you will go through so much, you won't remember who you are. That sounds real, real funny. You know why? Because you ain't got that yet. But keep living. There will come a time in your life that you would have gone through so much that you would not even remember what you like, what you don't like, what makes you happy, what don't make you happy. You just forget. Amen. But God will never forget. God knows who you are. He knows what you like. He knows where you're at. I had a friend in New York, and we do prayer at 5 o'clock in the morning. And she had a friend that, that's on sometime. They were, one of them pastor, the other one's a minister. So the pastor from Detroit was coming to Dallas. And my friend from New York said, meet up with her. She's an awesome person. You should get to know her. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm going to meet her up. And she was staying over way somewhere I didn't know where she was at. So I had another friend that was a minister at the Potter's house. And uh, she's learned how to be on time for everything. Amen. So she, I told her my, the friend was coming in. She said, I didn't know where she was. She said, but I tell you what, I'll take you. I'll take you there. And um, 15 minutes. Five minutes after she said she was going to be there, she wasn't there. Ten minutes later, she wasn't there. Fifteen minutes, I'm like, okay, what's going on? She's late, of all people. So she drives up. We go to the hotel, whatever, pick up a friend. And um, on the way back, we're late. She gets lost. So I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, what's going on? So the girl from, New, from Detroit, the pastor from Detroit, say, don't worry, pastor. She says, uh, God loves me. He knows what I like. And he knows I need to be at worship. He knows I need to be at worship. So she says, so he'll make sure that I'm there for worship. So we get to the church. They're taking up the offering. We sit here. The friend from Dallas goes over somewhere else. And I'm sitting there. I told the girl, I said, I said, Pastor, I'm so sorry. They taking, I'm sorry. She said, trust me. The Lord knows me. See, y'all have to get to understand and know God so much that you can brag on him and brag on who you are to him and be able to brag on what he'll do for you. And because if you dare to speak it out of your mouth, he'll make it happen. He will not make you ashamed. If you say God is going to hear me, guess what? He's going to hear you because why? You already bragged on him. God's going to make sure this gets taken care of. Guess what's going to happen? It's going to be taken care of. I don't care what it looked like. It's going to be taken care of. Because he's going to let the, the person that you're talking to that's doubting you know, oh, yeah, I got this. Amen. So we sat in there. They're taking up the offering. I look at her, and I said, I'm sorry. She was like, hmm, God knows. He, he knows me. He loves me. So the young man gets up, and he gets ready to teach. And he says, about a week ago, he said, some of you may know, about a week ago, he said, I had a doctor's appointment. I almost didn't care keep. He said, but I went to the doctor and when I got there, he said, they took my blood pressure. He said, my blood pressure was so high, they sent me immediately to the hospital. He said, when he got there, his blood sugar was so high, he was almost in a coma. He said, so I'm standing here today before you, America. And he said, so, whoo, God, I just love him. Woo, God is good. He said, so if y'all don't mind, he said, I just want to give him praise. Yeah. So he said, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. Now 
with my friend. Immediately as he started saying that, we both sat down, you know, looking at each other. He said, he's all together lovely. We stand up. All together worthy. All together wonderful to me. I need some help up here, y'all. I just need to pray. Who can sing this song? She 
worship. And he went from song after song after song so that she, coming all the way from Detroit to Dallas, Texas, to get a worship in, didn't miss her worship. Amen. We got to church 20 minutes late. Y'all not, y'all not, y'all not understanding what I'm saying. Hallelujah. That's how good a God we serve. She didn't miss her worship. And to be a worshiper, y'all already know what that means. Amen. So first of all, know who you are in God. If you are a worshiper, then that's what you do when you're here. If you're a praiser, when you step in the house of God, that's what you do. You praise. Amen. If you love the word of God, walk in it and... and That's right. I can't always hold a tune, but I tell y'all what. Here I am to worship I'm going to be embarrassed for anybody, it'll be for the Lord. Because here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. And here I am to say that you are my God because you are altogether worthy. Hallelujah. You alone are worthy, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I give honor to God on this morning. God that I've blessed somebody other than myself on this morning because this is what God has given me for you it's not something that I chose but it was something that he dropped in my spirit for you so what I want you to do is to go home and meditate on how much the Lord loves you and meditate on what he's saying to you and meditate on what God is about to do in your life in this place because what I want y'all to know that you may not know is when I was listening at this beautiful choir on this morning. I was listening at the young people, and I want to let y'all know this. With the the choirs that you have, and your worship and your praise unto the Lord, I promise you, the city of Alexandria, from here all the way down to 